Uh, the highlight of my life when I was young, uh, every year was going to Sydney show, which is actually uh, not on this year. But what I loved about Sydney show was a giant slide. They had this massive slide used to go down. You get these old potato sacks and you go down it. That was great. Um, better than that, though, were the show bags, even though they were just like sugar and salt and potato and chocolate. Better than that was the wood chopping. I used to love watching the wood chopping. But most of all, I loved the cows. I love going to the show. I love the smell of the cow shed. I can never understand city people. They come in and they go, ooh, that stinks. But I just love the smell. Beautiful smell cows. I love camping there in the shed, looking after the cattle. But most of all, the highlight of the cattle part of the show was the judging. And in the cattle judging, the way it works is that the cattle get paraded around, if you've never seen it, um, led around the ring and people get to look at them and the judge places them and comments them. Now, the thing about leading cattle is this. If you can see... Give me a thumb. Can you see the bull? Yep. So this is a uh, this is a mammothly big Charolais bull. They're a French French breed of cattle. And um, the thing about a big bull like that is, when he's being led around, who's the boss? Who's doing the leading? Well, the person holding onto him is doing the leading, but it's an absolute bluff because in reality, a thousand kilo bull could go wherever they want when compared with a hundred kilo uh, parader. But who's doing the leading? Who's in charge? And the, the last bit of the Lord's Prayer is really about who's in charge. It's, it's talking to God about leading us in the right direction and who is, who's in charge of our lives. Who is the one that is leading us? So we all know the words. We all know the words. So the first bit of verse 13 says this, And lead us not into temptation. So it's a prayer at the end of the Lord's, it's a section at the end of the Lord's prayer asking God to help us not to be led into temptation. Now, this idea of temptation, it's quite a, it's, it's in the Bible. Let's have a look just briefly at temptation. Temptation happens, temptation happens when we put ourselves in the wrong place at the wrong time, when we choose to put ourselves somewhere that we shouldn't be. Think about David when he was fence jumping with Bathsheba. Where was he supposed to be? His army was off at war, but where was he? He was conspiring how he could commit adultery. And the same is for us sometimes. Sin and temptation happens when we put ourselves deliberately in the wrong place at the wrong time. Hanging out with the wrong sort of people when we should be at home. Looking at our phone or computer or TV when the only thing we should be looking at is the back of our eyelids ungodly daydreaming when we should be focused on the task at hand, when we put ourselves in the wrong place at the wrong time. Now, if you want to turn just briefly to James, James chapter 1, it talks a bit about temptation. James chapter 1 from verse 13 says this, When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. We shouldn't show to sugarcoat it. Temptation is not from God. Temptation is from us. And what does temptation lead to? In verse 14, but each one of us is tempted when by his own evil desire is dragged away and enticed. Then after desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin when it is full grown gives birth to death. Temptation leads to death. It leads to sin and to death. So that's why Jesus says, tells us that we should pray that God would lead us away from temptation, that he would take us in the other direction. 
because temptation is serious. It leads to death. Now, one mark of a Christian is, is how we view sin. Do we view sin as something serious, something that it's a burden to be dealt with, or do we view it as a pleasure to be enjoyed, like most sins, like most people in our culture would say? Um, that attitude reveals a lot about us. But the good thing about being a Christian is it's a team game. We're told to encourage one another daily. So our temptations, we should, from a practical point of view, we need to have people to keep us accountable. But here Jesus tells us to lead up, that we should pray that we wouldn't be led into temptation, a deliberate prayer to go away from temptation and towards God. Now, the second half of the verse is, is similar in a way because it goes on from leading us into temptation and delivering us from the evil one. So I think uh, NIV says evil one, um, ESV says evil. Um, there's lots of different modifications, but it's all the same thing. Whether it's um, evil or evil one, it's all trying to lead us away from Satan and his way of life. Now, delivering is about movement. It's about travel, not between towns, but away from evil. Now, where is the evil in your life? Where is the evil in my life? I know where it is in mine. You know where it is in yours. And God knows where it is in all our lives. And he tells us that we need to move away from there, that we need to travel away from there, that we shouldn't side with the devil, that we should be set apart to be made holy like Jesus, that we need to be rescued from sin, that we need to keep on the right side. Now, one of the good things about preparing a talk or just reading our Bible in general is when God teaches us something new. I want to share with you now what God has taught me this week about this passage that I've never noticed before. It might seem most of you might already know this one, but it's something that really struck out big time to me. Who is Jesus talking to here? Jesus is actually talking to insiders. If we go all the way back to the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, which the Lord's Prayer is a part of, it says this. Um, now they were on the, the crowds came to Jesus. He went up to the mountainside. He sat down um, with his disciples and he began to teach them. Jesus is teaching disciples. He's teaching insiders. And he's telling insiders that we have to be careful um, about being delivered away from the devil. And I just find that really interesting. He's not talking to people at the local brothel or the ice dealership or down the pub and telling them to be delivered away from Satan. He's talking to insiders. He's talking to good, every week church-going folk. And he's saying to us, be delivered from the devil. Do not side with the devil. So if Jesus tells us that, I think it's because it is so important. And our faith is so important, we must never take it for granted. So that's why we do this this week where, where Rod and the team have said, let's have church this way because it's so important. Hebrews tells us to encourage one another every day because it's so important. Now, we all need delivering from evil. Like even though we think we're kind of good, nice, honourable people, the reality is this, that we are people that are close to the devil, that are close to evil. Now, don't get me wrong. Jesus has defeated the devil. But what did Jesus say to Peter? when he was telling Jesus not to do something, he said, get behind me, Satan. The devil is close at hand. Now, the Bible describes him as a roaring lion, but he's a roaring lion with no teeth if Jesus is on our side. Um, the devil, Lucifer, Satan, is real and not far from us if we give him a foothold. 
And the only way he gets a foothold is if we are not walking with Jesus. And that's why Jesus says to us that we should be deliver us, ask that we be delivered from temptation and that we be delivered from the evil one. So what does it look like to, to be led in the right direction with God? Because that's the ending of the Lord's Prayer, that we would be led in the right direction. So like most things, the answer is in the Bible. So in, in Psalm, I just want to quickly turn back to Psalm 119. Psalm 119 says this, when I find it. How can a young man or woman stay pure, in God, stay pure? By living according to your word. And then it says, I'll seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So it's the idea that, that if God is in us, then we're on his time and tomb and we're not giving the devil a foothold. And then it goes on further that I'll meditate in your precepts and consider your ways. Open my eyes that I may see the wonderful things of your revelation. I will run in the path of your commands, verse 32, for you have set my heart free. All of these things are actions that we need to do to walk in God's way. And then finally in Psalm 119, uh, right towards the end, it says this. Direct my footsteps according to your word. Let no sin rule over me. If we are walking with God, we do not need to fear that sin will rule over us. We don't need to fear that we'll be on the devil's side because ultimately Jesus has defeated the devil, but we still can't take it for granted. So what does it look like to be delivered from evil? What does that look like? I think Psalm 23 that we read earlier is a great picture. It looks like a shepherd looking after his sheep. It looks like people in need that are having what they need um, that God gives them everything they need. The Lord is my shepherd. I might just read, read Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Sin can only rule in our lives when we're walking away from God. And that's why in the, the end of the Lord's Prayer, we're told, we're told to come back to God, to help God, help to get Jesus to take us away from temptation and to be delivered from the evil one. Now, I just thought, Rod, can we, um, can we all read the Lord's Prayer together just to finish because it's the last one? Can we do that one? So uh, if everyone wants to read along, you can only hear me, but um, let's all, all read together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Amen.